Cuts from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the eyes of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. The title this morning is Occupy the City. Then we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that is the God of this world. God, small g, of this world, who is up to no good, blinding people's eyes. His job is to make sure people don't see. So could it be that there are many people in the world whose eyes have been made blind? They're sitting in the congregation of church, but they can't see. Is it possible then, if there's a God of this world, there are people who may be out there who are not in church, but they can't see as well. Is it possible? Because the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who do not believe not. Do you know why you don't see the Holy Spirit walking on the road like a person? Because the Holy Spirit is a person. Do you know why you don't see him walking on the streets? I can tell you, he's not allowed. The Holy Spirit is not allowed to walk on the road. For you to walk on the earth, you must have earth suit. Earth suit. Say earth suit. That's the body for the earth. And that's your human body is the earth suit. So the Holy Spirit doesn't walk on the earth. He walks inside the human body. Angels actually don't walk on the earth. They show up briefly to carry an assignment and disappear. And if you are very righteous, you may see them in a dream. And if you pray a lot, you may see them when they come into the room. As we guard as the people of God, sometimes angels are there, but we can't see them. Why? No, say no earth, no earth suit. Yes. I need it interactive. Yeah. Why can't you see angels? Yeah. The devil also is not allowed to walk on the earth. That's why you don't see him walking on the streets. For him to walk on the earth, what does he need? At suit. That is the body. That body is the place where all divine activity happen. There may be an evil presence in the room where you sleep at night, but guess what? You need an earth suit to even fill it. So for demons to walk, they must possess a human body. For the devil to walk, he must come in the embodiment of a human being. Some people have aligned with the devil to a point when there are principalities over cities. So the devil uses them to oppress the land. Some people also get to a point, this is actually spiritual warfare 101 I'm teaching you guys this morning. Some people also get to a point in alignment with the spirit of God when they become destroyers of the kingdom of darkness. And that's where we must aspire to arrive at. So don't say, I don't want to fight. By saying you're not, you don't want to fight means that you've already given yourself over to the God of this world. It means that everything you hear, everything you analyze, you're analyzing from the spectrum of the person who rules the world. If you refuse to fight in God, you have now by default fighting in the world. So have you wondered why sometimes every single suggestion you hear sometimes seems to be wrong? Because your spirit is born again. But what people are saying is not born again. It's not of the spirit of God. So your spirit is rejecting what the God of this world is saying. And the God of this world has voice. It, he talks. Guess where his favorite channel is? Social media. News media. Have you ever heard news saying, Oh, 
What a nice day today. This is the network news. What a nice day today in Lagos. The parents are taking care of their children. People are going to school. Everybody is very happy. Have you ever heard that in the news? What do you hear? Bomb. Destruction. And even if, even if it's like soft cell, like nice news, which is supposed to be what we call soft cell, right? What are the soft cell channels we watch? Like Linda AKG TV or Netflix is even like serious. Like we're just saying like soft cell, like gossip. Yeah. Yeah, E, e online. And our own is Linda AKJ. But NIJ is a little bit uh, decent. At least they report quite some good news about happenings in people's lives. Right. When you finish reading that, what comes into your spirit? This person slept with this person. And you know this person's girlfriend is this person. This baby's baby mama is this person. In the end, what does he do? Poison your spirit. You, it makes you so paranoid. You are so afraid like all men are cheating. Who is good? The pastor of Hillsong fell. Who is good? Do you understand? So in the end, what happens is that our minds become festering center for whom we allow ourselves to align with. So when we come to God, or when we connect to the work of God, we really can't connect. We really can't come because we're coming with all of this broadcast. These announcements are all over us. So why do you take a fast then? You take a fast to withdraw yourself from the broadcast of the world. You take a fast to cleanse yourself of the entanglement and the noise and everything. How unfortunate then if you fast and all you do is just avoid food. Because even unbelievers do that. There's a lot more that you need to add to your fast to break into God and to break out of this world and to shut down the God of this world. So the title of our message this morning is Occupy the City. Create a force web around the city. Create an atmosphere of the glory of God around the city. Declare upon the city the oil of God's spirit. Pour upon the men of the city the eyes and the glory of God. Ask God to take over more earth suits. Ask God to do what? To take over what? More earth suits. Ask God to take over a human body. If you say the kingdom of God, what do you mean? The kingdom of God means where God reigns. Where God is in charge. Where the will of God is done. So when you say, let the kingdom of God increase, what, what are you saying? You are saying, let more hearts be open for the kingdom of God to work. Let more spirits, let more human spirits be available for the will of God to be done. So sometimes when we say these things, kingdom of God come, what are we really expecting? What you're saying is just God, take over more hearts, fill more lives, fill more spirits, capture more hearts for you. You know, capture more hearts, take more territory. So can we pray that this morning? Father, let your kingdom come on the earth. Let your will be done. Capture more hearts, take more room, open more eyes. Now the God of this world will not blind in men. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, oh God, to increase and accelerate your work in the hearts of people. Let hearts be yielded to you. Let spirits be open to you. Let no one contend with you and what you're doing in their lives. Let men, oh God, and women, oh God, be open to your word, to your work, to your power. This day, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare and we decree that people will come into a revelation of who you are, that daughters will come into a revelation of your glory in their lives, that sons may come into clear vision of what you're doing in their world, that men and women, oh God, will come into revelation, divine life, work by your spirit, oh 
oh God. Take over human lives, oh God. Take over human hearts, oh God. Yes, we give you our hearts and our spirits. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So after God is done working, where does God even start? Let's start from number one. Where does God start working? Occupy yourself first. The Bible says, He that had no rule over his spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. The first place to occupy is yourself. Occupy yourself by the Spirit of God. Before you take on a city, there are spirits over cities. For example, you take a look at Lagos. What is the preponderant spirit over Lagos? Hustle, yes. What's the other one? Sorry? Okay, say it louder. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said Yahoo, Yahoo. Distractions, yes. Which other one? Canality. But can I tell you one that is very clear? Anger and violence. There's always a war between the conductor and the passenger. Like, dude, I won't fought with you and I was a problem. I was coming out of Lekki One just driving my own. The bus driver was coming with full speed to smash my car. And then he, I stopped. I had right away because I was coming out of the roundabout. I stopped I'm like within, he left the chair, his head was in the sky, like just, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, like, dude, I don't even know you. What's the problem? <laughs> There's an angry spirit, a frustrated atmosphere. So there's a spirit in the city. And contrary to Lagos, if you go to Jos, it's a quiet spirit. If you drive more than 30 kilometers per hour, people will look at you. In Asaka. <laughs> Why the hurry? Where is he going to? Totally different spirit. Why Lagos, everybody's, once they see you crossing the road, ah, somebody to kill. <laughs> so there's a spirit in every city you go to. There's an atmosphere. So for you to be able to survive that city, you must rise above that city. So the Bible says, if you want to take on the city, the first place to rule is your own spirit. Because if your own spirit is broken down, you are without walls, anything can attack you. So occupy yourself first. So how do you occupy yourself? Number one, occupy your emotions. The first thing you must conquer is what gives you joy. And what gives you sorrow? And what makes you angry? And what makes you afraid? Conquer it. Conquer your emotions. You want to walk with God? Conquer your emotions. You must have emotional mastery. In, in, in business, it's called EQ. Emotional quotient. Your ability to master your emotions and not respond based on what people have done to you. That mastery will make sure you rise up to leadership or you are conscribed to the ash trip of everybody, everybody just, you know, like the pile heap in the office. So you must know how to carry out your outburst or how to hold back from your outburst because that is emotional intelligence. If the world knows that you need emotional mastery, how much more does God know that you need emotional mastery number two your human spirit or what you can call your human spirit is that part of you that is born again actually that human spirit is the part of you oh the part of you that you need 
pruning. So when your spirit is doing well, what do you do? Prune it. If you are bringing up good fruits, prune it. If you are making money, prune your spirit. If everything is going well, what do you do? Prune your spirit. Look for leakages before leakages look for you. Check yourself. The Bible says examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Check yourself before anyone even asks you any question. Check yourself. Have you prayed? Have you been with God? Prune yourself. Wash yourself with the water of the word. How does God wash the church with the water of the word? Every time you see the word of God saying you should be like this, you, you be like that. You allow the Holy Spirit of God to walk it in you. Number three, take action to kneel before God. Take action to make God, make sure God is first. In every situation, kneel before God. Your action should be the action of somebody who is humble. There are many people who profess to lead the work of God, who profess to be men of God. But this is actually, this slide is where they're all for. Their emotions, their human spirits, and their actions always go against what they are preaching. You understand? And that brings us to the next, to the next slide, number two. Place fruitfulness over success. So I don't want to say gifts, place uh, uh, you know, character over gifts. Actually, character is fruitfulness. If you don't have character, you're actually not being fruitful. So success is also equal to gifts. Because if I came here this morning, which I should from time to time come and declare the glory of God, for example, when I see you, I see the glory of God. I see what God wants to do in your life. I see like God is saying that you are ready for the next phase of your life. And he wants to just open the door before you. I can hear it even as I see you. I can hear that God is saying the next door is just about to open. We say amen. I can see that prophecy concerning you. I say God says you are, you are delightsome to me. I rejoice over you. I clearly can see God's word in your life. I can see God working something in your heart. I can see God drawing you. I can see God calling you as well. And he's saying to you, remind me your name, daughter, Ugo. It is time. I hear the spirit of God saying, you've wondered, I've done God, I've done this, I've done this. When should I jump in with God fully? God says, now is the time. I can hear God clearly saying that to you. Without me needing to pray and close my eyes, I can hear it clearly. Sometimes when I stand here, I, I hear the word of God for each person. But that's my gift. Because God gives me the spirit of discernment and I can tell what God is saying concerning everyone. Sometimes I don't even overwhelm people because I don't want to be going around giving prophecy every day. But guess what? If my fruitfulness is not up to my gifts, I will set myself up for a fall. If my character does not match my gifting, I will preach and become a castaway. So before you take a city, it seems like God sometimes the one holding back the city from us. We are asking God, take the city. God says, no, I can't take the city. I have to take you first. I need your life to be fruitful. I need your life to bear fruit that much. How many of you have seen those pastors who preach powerfully, done miracles, but then at home, they are busy sleeping with the secretary. And when you hear it, how does it revolve your spirit? Do you understand? And when you see the men who seem to be doing well in God and then the next rumor, they're running away with church money. In this town, there was a crusade where Benny Hinn was supposed to come. All the churches gathered money together and get to a man of God. And the man of God ran away with the money. On crusade night, there was no money for, to pay for sound. In this town. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? They, they didn't give it to a cultist, so they gave it to a pastor. 
guys understand what I'm saying? Why God must form character before he gives you the city. He must form you on the inside. Many people right now will not be here. If there is a meeting with gifts now, people will be fooled. But the one that will form that which will last over you, people will jump over it. People will sky from that meeting. The demand of God upon you to form, to receive him, to be like him becomes inimical in the hearts of many people. And many people will not come to that church. I had known before and made a pledge with my wife and said like my wife, if it's only you are meeting church, fine. And now my wife is even in just. So some days I come, I said, I'm, I may be the only one. I don't know how many people are going to continue to receive this kind of message I'm preaching. Because the message is actually, the axe is laid at the root of every tree. And any tree that doesn't produce good fruit, God will cut it off. God is not looking for your success. God is not looking for your miraculous. God is not looking for 10,000 people to follow you. God is not looking for 10 million people in your church. God has 6.7 billion people in the world and he knows how to reach them. He's looking for a man of character. He's looking for a woman of integrity. He's looking for someone who will not bend. Someone who will be holy and righteous unto the Lord. God is looking for a true vessel of honor. And in there, he wants to pour his grace and change their life and make them to be the man or woman. What has made more people to fall out of Christianity than pastors who do not look like what they say? What? I don't know anything else that's made many people fall out of the faith more than men who are not really men of integrity. Fruitfulness above success. Second Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. Can someone read it for us? Second Peter chapter 1. If you find it, just wave. I gave you the mic. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. Who has it? Pastor do you have it? Second Peter 1, 5 to 9. You have it? For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, then they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have this is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. This is what is called fruitfulness. These are the things that are called fruitfulness. Yeah? It says, verse 8 says, If these things be in you and abound, they will make you so you neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your election and calling sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. The Bible says there are some things that if you do, you will never fail. You guys get it? If you see failure, it means that you're not doing these things. If you see your Christian life is not producing power, you're not doing these things. If, you're not, if there's no miraculous in your life, you're not doing these things. If the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit is not in your world, you're not doing these things. If you pray and you're not sure whether your prayer is answered, you're not doing these things. For if these things are in you and are bound, they will make sure you never fail. You will never fail. You will never fail. Like God has given us a sure banker way where Christianity is going to work. And this is it. Fruitfulness above success. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Who has it? Do you know we're always on the chase of the new? 
We're always chasing new truth. We're always chasing new revelation. We're always chasing the new man of God. We're always chasing the new thing that is happening. We're always looking for cooler and sleeker. We're look, looking for faster and smoother. And it's a character of the world. In the world, in Lagos especially, how many of you know that if there's a new restaurant, all of us have to go and eat there first? And then the man will be under the illusion that, ah, my restaurant is really hot, too. See all these people coming. He won't know. Three months. After everybody has passed through, bye-bye. Ah, what of this restaurant, uh, Chera on Navolta? Ah, we've been there, don't have the T-shirt. So we, we, we use things and dump them. We use things and dump them. So the new person who is building a restaurant thinking like, oh, if I can get a chocolate fountain in my restaurant, if I can get figurine, if I can get the image of Buddha. You know how people are doing their restaurants now? Bringing mysticism, bringing idols inside. If I can get my restaurant to look truly Mediterranean, truly Indian. Bring a silent mamuni sitting there. People come and eat when they've eaten. Adios. Adios, amigos. Bye. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. What has been. Come on, stop. <laughs> Sorry. My phone is just acting up. One second. Okay, um, okay. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. In fact, when you start looking for new, guess what? The best new is very old. How many of you know that gold is standard for money? For how many years? Thousands of years. And if you get gold today, is still pricier than then. Nothing new. From the time of Solomon up till now, gold. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. There's no singing that you're going to do that somebody hasn't sung before. Whatever you're going to play, it's best for you to go and look for the masters who have played it before. You're going to run an orchestra. You're going to sing. Are you going to sing better than Andrea Bocelli? Espirito Santo Let me not sing this morning. I'll just wow you guys and blow you guys away. <laughs> Nothing is new under the sun. For what was will be again. And what came before will come back again. How many of you know that fashion goes round in circles? There was a big trouser in the 70s they used to wear in Lagos called Keep Lagos Clean. It used to be so baggy, open. Now women are wearing it as a fashion. Pastor Uche has one now. It's back. Keep Lagos Clean is back. People now wear dresses. Back in those days, they called them maxi. What do they call them now? It comes back. Do you know the best suits? Those 70s suits, double-breasted, with, uh, with pin. Uh, <laughs> if you see those well-tailored ones, the one that they sew on you, when you see those white thread with chalk mark, when curators of clothes, craftsmen, will come and design the clothes on you, fit it to your body. Now it's ready to wear. The old is actually better than the new. The marksmanship and the worksmanship, every principle we're using for flight was developed by those two pastors, those two pastors, the Wright brothers. Is it John and Orville? Wilbur. Uh, Will, Will Orville and Wilbur Wright, the two brothers. We're still using the principle of aerodynamics to fly, which they founded over a hundred years ago. You can develop it. But nothing is new under the sun. Number three. 
never minister from an empty place. You want to take over the city, never drive yourself to empty. Never be without gasoline. Never be without oil. Never be without the fruit of the Spirit. Never, never come and stand before people except you stood before God first. Never stand alone in the ministry of God. Never use the words you read from the Bible to come and preach. Never, never ever stand before people without standing before God first. I will not stand before you except I go before the courts of heaven and ask him what he has for someone here. I will not stand before men except I stand before God first. Never stand before men until you stood with God. Never minister from an empty place. Never speak your own words. Never give head knowledge for the letter kills but the spirit gives life. Never speak of your own heart. Lean into God. Lean into the divine and let the grace of God burn through you never minister from an empty place so this morning let the light of God fill your heart let the grace of God come upon you let the oil of God's spirit flow over your life in the name of Jesus Christ I release upon you the anointing the anointing of ministry that anointing that speaks the word in season and out of season I release upon someone here the atmosphere of God that you will carry the divine with you into your daily life in the name of Jesus Christ I release upon someone watching the strength of God the life of divine the divine life of God around you the supernatural I unlock upon you the waters of God's spirit the dam of God's resurrection I release life upon you that out of your belly shall flow rivers and you will never speak from a dry place and you'll never speak from your mind and you never speak from your pain and you never speak from your trouble and you speak in the spirit and the oil of the spirit will rise upon you and the glory of God will surround your life and God will quicken your spirit and that which you birth will be a birth of the Holy Spirit I speak life upon someone I speak a crushing of your broken emotion in the name of Jesus Christ and by the finger of God you will rise up in great oil in great power in great resource of the Spirit of God and you will pour out pour out in your world the glory of God the power of God and you will speak life over the places where you cover and you speak strength over the places where you dominate in the name of Jesus Christ you want to take over the city you take on yourself in the name of Jesus Christ and there is fruitfulness coming out of you that your heart is anointed and your spirit is ready that your inner man is quickened before God and then you speak and then you speak and then you speak why because we deplete, we deplete, we deplete, we deplete, we run out. We run out. Your head should run out. Even though God is inside of you, guess what happens? From time to time, the memory of Him is gone. The presence of Him is not real. You don't feel Him. From time to time, the world is so near you. From time to time, your emotional, your emotional feeling is so near you. So what do you do? Tarry. Kneel kneel before God kneel before God Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15 says until the spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness will become a fruitful field and the fruitful field will be counted as a forest I guess some people want to kneel before God this morning can we practicalize this I'm not just this is not a sermon this is actually the heart of God for now this is the heart of God for now let's kneel before the Lord except you have a problem on your knees let's kneel before God this morning let's kneel before God let's pray let's pray Let's not do ceremony. Let's just kneel before God. Let's pray. Kashande Ask God that you don't want to be empty. Ask God that you want to be full. Ask God that you want to be your Holy Spirit to occupy you. Ask God that you want His heart to fill you. So Lord, we pray for ourselves. We 
don't want to be empty. We kneel before you that your oil will flow. We kneel before you that your life will flow. We kneel before you that you will be burning us. We kneel before you that our hearts will be ready in the name of Jesus Christ. From our spirits, oh God, from our core, oh God, from our hearts, oh God, we bow before you. Pour your oil out, oh God. Give us a revelation of who you are. Take our eyes from lesser things. Take our eyes from our problems. Take our eyes from our worries. Take our eyes from our challenges. It's you we want, oh God. All we want is you. All we need is you. All we need is you. We hunger for you. We thirst after righteousness. We just want to be where you are. We just want to be. We just want to be. Where you are is where I want to be. Where you are is where I want to be. I just want to be where you are. Where you are is where I want to be. Where you are is where I want to be. Where before you oh God we don't know what to do of our own accord we don't know how to make progress by ourselves we yield ourselves to you we open our hearts to hear your words what you say is what we want to do yes Lord God we offer ourselves to you to do your will to do your will to hear your voice to follow you, to follow you. Men koshenda libre koshara bolibre kashamo. Men kashara bolibre koshaya mo. Men koshenda bolibre dostemi ma. Shekara bolibre dostama So Chintok said it last week, prophesy without benefits. Don't prophesy because you have in mind that your prophecy will bring you favor with men. Don't prophesy because you have it in mind that when you prophesy, a door will be open for you. Prophesy because you believe God is working. Prophesy because you believe God is speaking. Prophesy because you hear God say something. You are re-echoing that which you hear in the spirit. Prophesy because it's time for God to move. Prophesy because you are bringing encouragement and hope to someone. Prophesy because you are declaring the life of God. So this morning I speak life over you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated again. Hallelujah. Never minister from an empty place. We deplete, so tarry. Do this practice often. When you go home, fall on your knees. You can't wait to go into a quiet place to just fall on your knees again. The more prayer you pray, the more oil you have. The more you want life, the more you should pray. How many of you know that all the quarrel you ever have with me is to try to slow me down from something I want to do in God? That's the only quarrel you're going to have with me. To try to slow me down from something we should be doing in God. I just want us to keep on going. Because I know, I know something here. I woke up one day and just discovered I was 42 years old. And that day, the Holy Spirit said to me, how many years of strength do you think you have left? 42. And guess how many years ago this was? Eight years ago. So from that time, I got mad. I lost my chill about seven, eight years ago. That's when I started doing all types of crazy things. Because I know my time is short. Some of you still have time, you're in your 20s. You know, but guess what? Before you blink, you're 40. Before you blink, you climb the staircase, you hear something on your knees. Honestly, before you blink, there's no time. This is the time to serve God. This is the time. Don't wait until you're too weak, too broken, too spent. This is the time. Prophesy. Kneel before God. Two weeks ago, my mom went on her knees to pray and she couldn't stand. My sister had to come and carry her from her knees. Don't wait until you cannot knee again. <laughs> Don't wait until it's too late. There's no time. You blink and time is gone. Honestly, I can remember the day on night he was born, my first daughter. I just blinked and she's become a woman. Just see girls coming from my house. I'm like, who are these girls? Honestly, I can't believe it. I remember bringing her with the Moses basket and putting it in the garden. Everybody shouted, ah, Why you put baby on the ground? I put because I didn't know, like, you cannot put Moses basket. There's Moses basket, there's many fabric of layers before the baby. I can put it on the grass. What's the problem? But everybody thought otherwise. I have to obey everybody. That's how, like, yesterday it was. Do you guys understand? Life is fleeting and God has all eternity. So if we're not ready, God can wait us out. We'll all die. And God will get another, another generation to do the work. Say, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. So God has, God has, God has all eternity. Every excuse you make not to wake up, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, poverty pounces on you like a bandit. The Bible says, It's time. Tell someone it's time. Tell someone else it's time. Don't let anyone stop you. Don't let your wife stop you. Don't let your husband stop you. Don't let your friends stop you. As you see the day approaching, don't allow anyone to stop you. Like one thing that will never happen to me is for a friendship to stop me from running after God. That friendship will die. Do you understand? Business. <laughs> now for and I started a business and our board required us to sign how many months? 24 months, right? It, you don't remember. It was 2000 and, 2008. They required us to sign uh, 24 months that we will work for 24 months. We'll give 24 months because we're the directors. So if we don't give 24 months to the company, the company cannot really survive. So we won't do anything else for 24 months. So they will put money on us, our board. What, what do you think happened? <laughs> Nafa was broken-hearted because after 12 months, this man went mad for the kingdom of God. I went, I went and became a full-time pastor somewhere, preaching every day, left the business. And I'm not saying all of you should leave your business. Do you understand? I'm just saying that be crazy enough to do something radical with your life for God. 
Be radical for God. Be radical for God. Be radical for God. Don't be the person who always always dragging you. Come late, this meeting, that meeting. Like, my gosh. Be radical for God. It is a prayer meeting. Be the first to sit down. I ring the chest and say, Lord, the anointing that is coming on this prayer meeting, let it fall on me first. Seek divine life. Don't be the one who cut, cut. Oh, I don't need to be there. I don't need to be there. No, don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Who wait? Should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Which, which dress? My dress is not nice, though. This dress is not nice. Oh, my trouser. Ah, my trouser tear. Guess what? Some days when I, when I finish preaching, my trouser tears. Who cares? So long as it doesn't tear, obviously, where you can see the color of my pants, I'm okay. Can I tell you guys? Be crazy. Be crazy. Be crazy. Let nothing stop you. Say that to someone. Let nothing stop you. All these things are not enough. All these things are not enough. All these things are not enough. All the troubles of this life are not enough to stop you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That was for someone. That's not in the message. Next slide. Pray for revival. Pray for revival. Pray for revival. We know this. Come awake in your city. Come awake in your people. When you come over the city, the God of this world has blinded the eyes of people. Ask that the God of the city will be cut off. Cut off the work of the gods of the city. Cut off the works of the devil. Cut them off. Pray for revival. Ask God to take more life. Revival means God is to go into go into somebody's spirit and cause it to come alive. Go like go like lay hands on people and say, "Bam, come alive, come alive." Pray over the people of the city that they will come alive. Pray for revival. Pray for revival. Pray that your worship of God will not be dry. Pray that when you come, the atmosphere of God will follow you. Pray that wherever you go, the glory of God will journey with you. Pray for the infusion of the Spirit of God. Pray for revival. Pray for revival. And God says He will send the Spirit of prayer and intercession. Yes, so pray for a tipping point. Pray for a ground swell. There comes a point in time when God begins to move and nobody can stop it again. There comes a time when the wave of God becomes a tipping point. There comes a time when the wave of God becomes much. There comes a time when the glory of God is so full, nobody can stop it again. It just has to go all the way forward. So that's what we pray for. We anticipate this. We wait for this move. We're looking for the swell of God. We're looking for the water push of God. We're looking for the water rise of God. We're looking for the ground swell of God. We're waiting for the revival of God. We're waiting for a time when the power of God will be real. Until that time, what do we do? We begin to pray. We begin to pray. I've heard people say, we are the move of God. Yes and no. God is the sovereign. The the Bible says the time and the season is put in the hand of the Father. So guess what we do? We pray to unlock that in our time. You know, like I was talking about about the church in, in the conference, in Redemption Camp Conference. And I said, in the 70s, 70s children came and said, oh, we are that generation. We are the generation that will finish the work in the 80s. 80s children came and said, oh, we are the people who are going to bring the glory of God down. Then the millennials came and said, oh, we are the ones. The old people have failed us. That's a, millenn- that's a normal, typical millennial line. The old generation have failed us. We are the ones. You're not the ones because you just came. You're the ones if you have new wine skin. Pastor Chintok said it again. The thing God wants to do is new wine skin. It's not it's not age. The Bible says old men shall dream dreams. There's a path for old men. Young men shall see visions. Upon my maid servants and my man servants in those days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We need to reach out. See, anything that makes us feel like we're the only ones is wrong. Anything that makes us that oh, feel like our church is the main church is wrong. I used to be a part of a church that used to feel so spiritually arrogant. And they used to feel like they are better than everybody else. They can say, what are they teaching them there? What are they teaching them there? Are many people were doing great things for God, but we couldn't see it. We couldn't see it. We felt superior to everyone. Until you start stepping out, you now begin to know that, ah, you only have a part of the picture. Another church has another part of the picture. Another church has a move, another movement has a part of the picture. You're not the only ones. You're not the only ones. 
How could one chase a thousand? And how could two put two thousand to flight? Unless their rock has sold them and the Lord has surrendered them. If you see movement, God just know that God has sold the people. If you see movement, just know that God has actually orchestrated it. If you see two people chasing 10,000, just know that there is trouble. There's trouble. And that's the place where we're coming into. We will sit on the compounding effect on all the work that men of God have done. We will sit on the work of the elders. All the faithful men who believe God and died. We will sit on their work. We will stand on their table and we will climb higher. Say amen. We will come upon the fathers who lived and died for this gospel. We will come upon the work of the Archbishop Benson in the houses, or the Paeltons, or the men of God who lived in Nigeria, or the Samuel Ajayi Crowder or some of these guys who brought the gospel to us who stand on top of their work say amen my God you guys are not hearing me this morning who stand upon their work say amen we're going to pray down a revival we're going to ask God like have mercy on us this is the time oh God look with mercy upon our generation and let your hand be outstretched bring a revival of love bring a revival of power bring a revival of alignment that we together with God will be aligned into the eternal purpose of God that's how it works that we align with God and we begin to work together. We begin to create joint pro projects. We begin to do political alliances to set the land free. But it happens by a groundswell. You want, to, you want something? So we don't need only people who will prophesy. Some will prophesy. Some will pray. Some will work. Some will articulate. Some will administrate. But every one of us has a part of the picture. And none of us claim superiority over the other. But all in woven together, we begin to see how Christ shines in day in day's time. How Christ reflects the glory in elevation. How this present house brings power. How house on the rock brings style. How the glory of God is shown in in in. Um, in um, covenant nation how every part of the church of christ how day star brings leadership and teaching and the body fuses together and we in partnership begin to advance into god it's not me better than you it's us together running together and then together we'll create a groundswell of the believers assembly on in this city of lagos and we'll take on the city by the finger of god because we will not be walking alone we'll be praying for a tipping point We'll be praying for the unity of faith. We'll be praying for an alignment. We'll be praying for a connection in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that we all, being of the same mind and the same judgment, will journey together into what God wants to do. Number five, bind the strong man. Let me illustrate this further. Mark chapter 3 verse 27. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his good? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could what? Tie him up. Say that word. Tie him up and then plunder his house. If the God of this world is a devil and he's blinding the eyes of people, how do you think you're going to lose those people from him? You will become stronger than the devil. How? By your righteousness. By your connection with God. Can you see why God wants us holy? Can you see why God wants us right with Him? Can you see why God wants us to be in sync with Him? Can you see why God wants us to govern our emotions? Can you see why God wants us to have power over our human spirit? Because when we're done having that power, then we are standing in alignment with God. When God says move, you say when. When God says jump, you say how high when God says jump you say how high Lord Lord is this okay is this okay is it like you keep on jumping like God how high do you want me to jump no Lord wait until tomorrow let me jump no 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 Lord how high do you want me to jump Lord when do you want me to jump what do you want me to do do you want all my money do you want my family do you want me to bring my Isaac to you do you want my son do you want my daughters what do you want Lord tell me mention it what do you want lord how high do you want me to jump if god says come and walk with me you will not be of two minds if god says come come let me give you a better life you'll not be of two minds but how does it happen 
we have the power to tie him up because we're stronger than him. In alignment with God, we're stronger than the strong man. In alignment with God, we are what? So God now occupies our earth suit. God now occupies our what? Our earth suit. And we're able to tie him up. Tie him up. Can we practice this? Tie him up. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. I say by the authority in the word of God. I submit myself to God. I resist the devil. And he's running away from me. I pray in the spirit. And I declare the glory of God. I raise a holy decree. This command from Zion. Say this command from Zion. Say I raise a holy decree. This is a command from Zion. That this city belongs to God. That this Lagos belongs to God. That this nation belongs to God. That the nations of the world belong to God. That Lagos belongs to Jesus. That Lagos belongs to God. In the name of Jesus Christ. We tie him up. We tie up the strong man. We bind him in the name of Jesus Christ. We tie him up. Say, I tie him up. I can't hear you. Say, I tie him up. I bind him with chains of iron. I bind the strong man. I cast him out. We unseat the governor in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, we unseat the principality in the name of Jesus Christ we rise up we become the strong man we become the stronger man and we tie up the strong man of the city of Lagos in the name of Jesus Christ Amen 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 Hallelujah that's how we take on the city you take on the city by tying up the strong man of the city. In the night, when you come to Bar Beach, you see, I have a video where someone comes and just starts pouring live chicken into the, into the, into the river, live goats throw it into the river, to the ocean, just to get power. How many of you walk by Dolphin Estate, you see by the head of the junction, you see that black pot with head of goat inside sacrifice when we used to do outreach there's this video about a place in empire where they're offering dogs to Ogun the god of iron and they, they were doing violent deaths for the dog somebody will come with a knife and slash the head of the dog Someone come with a sharp knife and just slash the head of the dog and it will fall off. That's how they were doing it. Why? God of iron. And then when they go to do robbery, they have to cut off somebody's head as well or cut off somebody's hand to complete it. It's sacrifice. It's power. It's offering something to the strong man so that the strong man will open space for them. The devil says to Jesus Christ, look at the nations of the world. I will give all of this to you if you fall down and worship me. The devil wants us to worship him. The devil wants you to worship him with your emotions. The devil wants you to give him presence of day for you to serve him with your life, with your mind. So resist that thing. Step back from it. Tie him up. Tie him up. Tie him up. Tie him up. When you wake up in the morning, say, I take authority. See, in the dream talks about commanding your morning. Say, before, before, before dawn, before the turbines of production wake, before the engines of production wake, before engines start manufacturing, before the noise of the day goes, you raise a holy decree and command the morning. You send a decree ahead in the watches of the night. You send a decree ahead for the morning. You speak the word of God ahead. You rise up while, a great while before dawn and begin to speak the mind of God and tie up the devil and raise a holy command. Finally, God has given us the city. Say amen. God has given us the city. God has given us the city. God has given us the land. God has given us the city. God has given us the city. Then the sovereignty, dominion, and greatness of the kingdoms all under 
under all of heaven will be given to the people the sins of the most high his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all rulers will serve and obey him all rulers will serve and obey him all rulers will fall down before our Christ as we connect to the Christ as we envelop ourselves in God every single ruler will fall down before our Christ say amen if you believe this rise up and let's declare it let's pray it in the spirit Lord God you've given us the city you've given us the land so we take the city oh God we govern the city oh God we surround this city with the power of the Lord yes Lord God our children will no more be offered to idols our women will no more be broken our seduction will no more fill the land wickedness will not be the name of this city violence will not be known in this city in the name of Jesus Christ by the finger of God we take authority over the land in Jesus name you guys are wondering what do you mean to take over the city Lagos is the place where you can find dead body on the road nobody cares we will drive by Lagos is the place where Married women are the ones that men like more than single women. Lagos the place where, what else? Evil is promoted. Lagos the place where evil sacrifice is offered. So when we come to take over the city, we are saying this city will no more be convenient for what the devil wants to do. We are saying that this city now belongs to God. You understand as we connect across all devices as we strategize with each other as we begin to rebuild the city as we begin to connect and construct the city of god so what we're doing now is rebuilders and specialists in the spirit in the spiritual we are rebuilding the first wave of rebuilding is that you create a cocoon of grace so that the people who want to go and fight can fight before then they want to fight they can't fight there will be no power there will be no ability for them to fight so when what we do we release capacity we release space in the spirit we release enablement we are the first soldiers we are the forerunner soldiers who go ahead of the construction people we are the spiritual army so that's what we are praying for so we're, we're running up here now but i just need you guys to just give me your spiritual energy let's pray this together because this was not a sermon this was actually a cry to rebuild the city, to reconstruct the city, to connect the city, to take over the city, to build it back by the finger of God, to occupy every space, to take over the profession, to take over the streets, to take over the highways, to take over the byways, to take over the evil in the land. Let's pray together tonight, this morning at the grace of God. So Father, we speak over the city. Father, we speak over Lagos. It belongs to you. We offer our city back to you. We take Take it back for your kingdom. This city belongs to you. You created it, oh God. You founded it upon the seas, oh God. It belongs to you. So we give you the government. We give you our people. We give you our culture. We give you the ways of this city. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask, oh God, that you take over this city. That you build it according to your pattern. We pray for the system. We pray for families. We pray for society. We pray for the economy. We pray for the leaders we pray for the children we pray for the families we pray for the leaders we pray for the people we pray for wealth creation we pray for the institutions in this city in the name of Jesus Christ let's pray over this city next slide give us the next slide here are the things I want you to pray for let's pray for the families Let's pray for the institutions. Let's pray for the culture. Let's pray for the economy. Let's pray for the leaders and the people. Let's pray these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. We'll pray over the city of Lagos. We declare in the families, in the institutions, in the systems that run the institutions, in the society, in the culture of society, in the norms. We pray for the economy of Lagos. We pray for wealth. We pray for economy. We pray for empowerment. 
we pray for the broken of the city will rise up we pray for beauty we pray for leaders we pray that real leaders will come who will lead Lagos in the right way we pray that real leaders will emerge in the city of Lagos we pray that new leaders will emerge we take on our city in the name of Jesus Christ we take on this city we bless the city of Lagos 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 in the name of Jesus Christ we occupy we occupy we occupy we occupy we occupy this city in the name of Jesus Christ we occupy this city in the name of Jesus Christ we take over the city we speak blessing we speak life we speak strength we speak capacity over the city of Lagos in the name of Jesus Christ amen amen lift up your hands father I bless these people they will be the blessed ones they will be the carriers of a holy DNA they will be carriers of your nature in the name of Jesus Christ father I anoint these ones and they will carry your life carry your power into the city of Lagos anything they touch will be blessed I open the door of this city to them because they've spoken a blessing over this city they are blessed in this city in the name of Jesus Christ they are preserved in this city in the name of Jesus Christ they are going out and they are coming in it's kept in your power in the name of Jesus Christ father you remember them in this city in the name of Jesus Christ we cause the womb of this city to be a blessing to them in the name of Jesus Christ we command the son of this city to favor them in the name of Jesus Christ we command the stars over this city the sun moon and stars over this city to favor these ones in the name of Jesus Christ I pray for open doors for you in the city of Lagos in the name of Jesus Christ this city will bless you this city will give you its wealth this city will give you its riches because you are a blessing in this city in the name of Jesus Christ we bless you in the city we bless you in the field we bless you in your home in the name of Jesus Christ we declare life we declare life over your businesses we declare life over your endeavors we declare life over your job lift up your hands over your work over your work over the work of your hands over the work of your hands your hands are blessed because you lived in a blessed city as you bless the city the blessing of the city will be yours we bless you we bless the city in the name of Jesus Christ no more saying bad things about this city Lagos is blessed of the Lord Lagos is the city of the most high God Lagos is the center for global revival Lagos is the start point for God's global movement this city belongs to Jesus and we occupy it in the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ we occupy this city in Jesus name we have prayed amen thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org